that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And welcome to the Melfi and Prezzo Show. I'm your host, Melfi. And I'm your host, Prezzo. Big dog, special guest. I know, very special guest, mate. Been wanting to get him on for, for a long, long time, especially after all the COVID things, so we can get, get him on. But. Yeah, yeah, nah. Um, Paddy Lane, yep. welcome, big man. Thank Strength you. and power coach of the Roosters. Two-time premiership winners <laughs> going on the third, <laughs> aren't they? Three P. Three Unbelievable, eh? Yeah, yep, yep, The yep, man yep, behind the... Uh, something good in that filtered water. <laughs> <laughs> Kanga. <laughs> How are you, mate? You good? I'm good. I'm good. Really good. How are you guys going? Good, mate. Very good. Yeah, good, brother. Even better now that you're here. <laughs> hey, on the podcast. How yeah, good is it? It's been so, a long time coming. Paddy, tell Yo. us a bit about yourself before we get uh, chatting, mate. A bit about myself. Yeah. Tell us the journey. Tell, tell us, us the journey. journey. Um, you should give me your version because I always tell my version. <laughs> <laughs> someone else's. How'd you meet me, mate? Paddy Lane. Didn't he know? fend you off at Asquith Park? Mate, or yeah, that's, that's a, that's oh, a part of the team. It was a weekend. I was, I was Paddy Lane. Is it still a cricket pitch? There's only there's only three people in NRL history have fucking knocked me over for six. Damien Vesio. Only history. So play Regular history, David Vecchio. Remember that? What's Whoppy? Not Whoppies. They sent him from Coma. Absolutely crunched me three times around Australia. Well, no, it wasn't Whoppies. It was sent at Paddy Lane yeah, down yeah. the wing. <laughs> it was at your home ground. Nah, it was at Asquith, bro. No, it was, was at Narrabeen. Nah. It was down oh, on the on the on the left hand oh, corner. Yeah, yeah it was a gloomy it's day. <laughs> it's frame, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of so I was blonked. That shoulder yeah, got me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, still a dent in the field. D- Dallas Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> me good uh, mate I remember Paddy from fitness first walk straight obviously that's like almost 10 years ago we'll yeah. sort of trained together both started PT there we just trained together had a good environment obviously with Sebastian Oreb and yeah. Cam and stuff and that's how I pretty much met you I think yeah. with, with Frankie the well, golden days the story sort of started, started really, yeah like. really most fucking awesome those years were probably like you sort of reflect now and that were like the golden well not the sort of I just golden said it years just before the I funnest the time glory days. the glory days just <laughs> so much fun yeah um that environment and it's like you look back now um everyone's developed and you see yourself 10 years later what you're what you're doing in bass and cam and you know yeah. It's kind of, you look, reflect and say that was a good part of everyone's life yeah, journey. It yeah. started, it, you know how it started? It was like the energy. That's what yeah. I say, Walker Street had this fucking awesome energy about yeah. it. Like, we pretty much ran the whole show <laughs> <laughs> down there. To the point they had to separate us. Um, then obviously, I remember we had a good chat at fucking Maisie's Cafe one night. I think at Crossroads, I think, oh. what I was going to do. And I started the Twitter. Remember? That's right. I fucking remember all when this shit. Yeah, the pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I going to do next? Like, I was like... And same thing with you. You started yep. with North Sydney Bears and you started yep. there for a couple of years yep. with Centrone. Yeah. Seems like yep. a lifetime ago, eh? Wow. But I know. Centrone. Yeah, remember strong athletic aesthetic on the Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. So yep. good. And yep. obviously from there, you've North Sydney Bears, you worked fucking hard to get where you are now. Got your chance at the Roosters. Um, you worked with Keegan Smith, I'm yep. pretty sure. Yep. Um, and you just developed as a coach, man, to the point, you know, working with fucking Roosters, mate, which is... 
Mate, you don't think you get as much credit and it's probably, it's probably the pinnacle. It's a pinnacle of a sporting club, mate. Yeah. You've won two two yeah. premierships in a row. And mate, you'll get more fucking credit for what you've done. I am being honest, I'm not just saying to my fucking <laughs> mate no, no, here. No, but you do. Like everyone yeah. recognises all these fucking guys in the strength world, but in terms of NRL, you've got the best pinnacle. fucking team in the world and you make him physically strong and fucking quick, and you yeah. know? Yeah. I know your head's growing a little bit, cool, but yeah. it's true, mate. But um <laughs> Give us a bit more of a rundown of what you've done. Give us more of a rundown. Um, well, yeah, you're right. So my story really starts back at Fitness First, 2011. I um, I enrolled in uni straight after school, and then the week I was supposed to start uni, I had to go. I, you know, I knew I had to go get a job, so I walked into the reception at Fitness First Walker Street, um, and they gave me a start Big on the Vicky. desk. Yeah, yeah, she gave me a start. Um, so I was on the desk for a year there. Um, Made my way up to the gym floor upstairs. I was on the gym floor for a year and a half there. Um, lime shirt. Lime, yeah. Worst <laughs> colour for me. Um, it's all right. So I was stacking weights for a year or so. Um, same time, got my first sort of, uh, what do you call it, like work experience at the Bears. Did that for, um, I, did, I did a year at SG Ball and then six months at SG Ball and then I did a year of New South Wales Cup. And then around the same time that I sort of, Got phased out of Walker Street. I uh, moved on to. I got an opportunity at the Roosters, and I've been there. And that was in. That was the end of. That was September 2013. I've been there ever since. Amazing. And that was yeah. with Keegan Smith. He's yeah. the one that really took you in, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, that's right. And that was work experience as well. For how many years? That was so Sydney Roosters. I had a year internship with NRL, but yep. they also gave me um, like a paid gig doing Harold Matz. So okay. What it, but what it meant though was that for the first six months, so whilst the junior rep season was on, I was getting paid. But then once that season stopped, sort of around end of April or May or whatever it was, um, I was essentially yeah working for free for for the back end of the year. Then. And even when you say getting paid, I don't know if it was like back then, but getting, getting paid was like five hundred bucks for the 200, season. Two hundred fifty bucks a week. I was <laughs> yeah, on. so it's not yeah. even really yeah. getting paid for what the hours you put in. But yeah, yeah. look at it now. Look at it now. It's like worth it. It's how yeah. good is it? Fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Amazing, mate. Tell us, tell us about Keegan. So he sort of came on this more holistic coach. So back in the day, yes. I know all these coaches are now old school, fucking basher, toughen you up and do these kind of things. And, you know, he was the first modern sort of trainer that was like, going to get these kind of struggling. Get these, get these, do another weird shit. Well, not say weird shit, but different kind of things. You know like, what? Oh. The, the thing with Keegs was, so remember back when we were at Fitness First, yeah. and that was when like the PICP stuff was yes, like, Colquitt. that was like the gold standard um, sort of like certification or you know education, I suppose, for a PT. Um, and at uni, like there was no talk about that sort of stuff yeah. when I was going through uni. Um, but I remember um, when I actually realized that like, you know, strength conditioning was a thing you could do as a profession, I Googled just, um, you know, uh, oh no, sorry, I saw the job advertisement for strength and power coach at the Sydney Roosters. This is back in 2012. Yeah. I remember thinking like, fuck, like that's what I'm gonna do one day. Yeah. Um, and then when I end up like, a few months later, just Googling, oh, I wonder who got that job. Up pops this blog for this, um, you know, skinny bald fella. Um, but he's, he's, um, he's the strength and power coach at the Roosters, but all he's banging on about in his blog was Charles Poliquin and the PRCP stuff and um, paleo diet. I remember back in the yeah, day, like yeah, that was like I the fact. thing that we were all we sort of doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember I, like, basically because Cameron was doing it, but I was I was right into the whole paleo diet at that time. Um, and those were the two things that he was talking about in his blog. And I was thinking, fuck, this bloke's 
into all the shit, you know, we were all into at yeah. that time. And he's working in the NRL. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. So um, that's what, he was definitely at the forefront of that sort of style training, definitely, I reckon, um, in that environment. Yeah, awesome. Um, and that's what sort of, like, that's definitely what drew me towards him was like, shit, like that's all the stuff I was into. Yeah. Um, I obviously was, I love rugby league. Yeah. I never thought I was going to put those two together. Yeah. Um, but here this bloke was, and I was like, wow, all right. So I just... Was, was meant to be. And how long did you work with him for? How long were you? Um, well, he got me. He got me the start. I remember it vividly. My first week. So I'm, I sat my very last exam at uni on, you know, whatever it might have been, like Thursday morning, whatever. My first day on the Roosters gym floor was that afternoon. Um, and then about a week after that, we went down to the cafe. There was um, myself, Sam Kennedy, who was the other intern, Keegan, and Travis Toomer, who was the high performance manager. And Keegan sort of announced to us all, like, this is the cafe, first weekend. He's like, I'm leaving. And I was like, what? First week? Yeah, wow. Week one. This is like start of November. And I remember like inside, I started like freaking out. I was like, I've just got here. And the bloke that's got me into the club is telling me he's leaving. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? He decided that I think he had some some issues going on with, you know, uh, contract or whatever it was. But he decided that he... um, wanted to be the part-time there or, or whatever it was. Um, there was some stuff going on in the background there, which I still probably don't even know what was going on. Uh, but yeah, he pretty much said he was leaving. And I was like, holy fuck. Um, so the bloke that was doing that, was brought into the under 20s. So he was a week into his under 20s role. All of a sudden, in a week he's doing NRL. Fuck. Um, and then over the course of that year, Keegan sort of was in and out, in and out until he was back in full time again. Um, sort of just after the season started, actually. Yeah. Um, which is a completely other story, but um, yeah. So I spent 2014 with him yep. that season, yep. and then he left at the end of that season. And you won 2015 the Roosters, didn't you? No, 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 no. 2015 or 20? No, we won 2013. 2013. Yeah. So they won, and then I started. Yeah. And then you started, yes. And then That's I started. Right. Um, so I felt like the the bad luck charm there for a while, actually. Um, but yeah, so I did one year. I only did one year with him. One, one year. Season. You learn a lot from him? Learn a lot from him, yeah. I'll, like, I'll be honest, like, back then, I was only, like, 20 years old. Everything, like, every day, like, I was... I remember, like, I'd always be driving through the um, the Eastern Distributor, come out the exit. I remember thinking, like, every morning I'd be driving out of that tunnel, thinking, like, fuck, I'm going to work, like... This, this is crazy, this yeah. Is, like, oh, I'm going to work right now, every day. So, like, in all honesty, that, that year for me, personally, was a... Looking back now, like, a bit of a blur, like everything that was going on, like I was like, that was my first experience in a professional environment. Like it took me, you know, years and years, I reckon to actually like really like know what the fuck's going on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you mean in terms of knowing what the fuck is? Like just like, you know, cause oh, I was just the intern. I was on the yeah. gym floor and I'm, you know, trying to help out coach or like I'm trying to find my feet sort of thing. Yeah. And, Everything else around me, like, yeah. I, was a bit of a blur to me. I'm just trying to, yeah. I was just trying to find my own yeah. feet, to be honest, for, for easily that that first year. So, in terms of intern, what were you exactly doing? Um, were you doing any of the program aspect, or was it more just sort of gym floor looking over? Yeah, definitely more. Um, it wasn't, wouldn't have been. It definitely wasn't like you know writing the program. That was Keegan was designing the program. I was helping with the the delivery of that program yep. for yep. him. Um, and the, the sort of dynamic that me and Keegs had was, so Keegan was a very um, introverted kind of guy and I was more extroverted, I suppose. And that experience that I had, obviously, 
being on the floor of fitness first, and then even when I was at Unity and taking those gym, those uh, those group classes, um, I felt I felt comfortable like straight away like being on the gym floor with yeah. a whole group of guys, especially. You know, I was I just stopped playing footy when I started there, so being around footy guys like that was completely normal for me. Um, and because I was more extroverted, I actually picked up um, the responsibility of rehab during that year. Okay. Just working one on one with guys, um, I think Keegs sort of recognised that um, me working one on one with guys like was pretty natural for me. Like yep. it was a pretty easy thing for me to do. Um, not in terms of like the training of them, more just like the you know, the communication, the, the communication yeah. and just like that vibe, like actually creating a vibe when it's one-on-one. -on -one. Um, yeah, so I, and I still do that now. Like that's something I've never let go of. Like I've, I've always enjoyed uh, working with guys one-on-one -on -one, um, in and around what the team's doing. Um, so that was between the rehab and also we, he gave us, he sort of allowed us to um, take on more responsibility by stepping back with the, uh, uh, the reserve grade guys. So when there was in season, if you think like, if you know, if Bruce is playing on a Friday night, but reserve grade, it was Newtown back then. If Newtown was playing on the Saturday, well then their sort of later end of that week was not aligned with NRL because we're like you know, trying to roll out the best program for them as well. Yeah. So they'd be training on, there'd be days where they'd be training on different days or at different times. So um, especially that main gym session later in the week, he sort of let us run that one. So that was pretty cool as well. Um, yeah. That's mad. It's crazy. It's <laughs> mad. I'm just like, fuck, imagine me being there and the bulldogs go. <laughs> were, you, were you at any stage, I know I probably would have been like like starstruck at all, like in terms of that first sort of year or two when you were kind of in, uh, as an intern, like thinking, fuck, like that's, I don't know who would have been back then then. Like who was all 2004? All of them, Jared all the mini. Mini, mini was there, mini. Sonny was there. Yeah, see like, fuck, um, imagine you like. Why'd you leave the Bulldogs? I'll be honest, the, the one time I did get starstruck was, uh, so 2014 was the first year they ran the Auckland Nines. Yeah. We had Freddie Fittler play. Oh, yeah, wow. So I remember like this would have been like, I'm, I've only been there like a month or two. <laughs> Freddie Fittler was my hero growing up. Yeah. Like he was my Left absolute foot. idol going up. And I remember this one there was one afternoon, um, might have been, yeah, January early January. Nines was in start of February. And uh Freddie Fittler's jumped in on a gym session. And so I remember there was we had three uh power racks up against the wall, and I'm sort of standing back, sort of like, you know, having a look over, you know, all three sort of thing, and then in in jumps Freddie. Uh, some back squats and I remember standing behind my fucking hero growing up as a kid and that was the one time I reckon I was definitely like yeah, that's proper star so I went home thinking like oh, I was just in the gym with fucking Freddie <laughs> could he squat? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you how much like it wouldn't yeah, be yeah, yeah, but he yeah. was you know he was squatting deep and he was looking good so good so let's say fast forward like say five or six years now you're you're running the show yeah. strength and power so what's the setup now the roosters tell us what, what your role is and you know what everyone does there now so i run the yeah i run the weights program there um the way our staff is there's myself does strength and power we got um ruben rosichka you ever come across him nah so he was at manly for years and years and then did a year at the dogs when um donnie and des was oh, at yeah. the dogs um so he's our athletic development guy uh, and then there's Travis Tuma, who I've always already mentioned. He's our high performance manager. 
Um, and that's us. That's our performance team. And he does the conditioning side. Uh, the Travis does the conditioning. Ruben does um, more of the speed, agility, the like the real um, how you say it, movement stuff, like, footy, yeah, foot, like yeah. the footy movements. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of strange. For most clubs, have three different kind of people. Or usually, it's two or two people. Because like, you've got four. Got one. I guy think most the whole would thing. at least have two or three. Yeah. Two or three, yeah. Two or three, like there's definitely like there's someone that's going to be say someone like myself, um, who, they, yeah, they might do uh, strength plus or minus yeah. conditioning. There might there's like it's becoming I think common now that there's someone that was de- that's definitely looking after um, the speed, agility, like the warm up stuff, yeah. like the on field stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, where they're blurring the lines between, you know, the performance stuff and the footy stuff. Awesome. Um, and then obviously uh, most clubs I think would have that sort of rehab type, either like a, just a, a out and out assistant yeah, yeah. or like a, yeah, a, a rehab sort of S&C guy. Yeah. Whereas we sort of share, me and Rubes definitely share, like I suppose the 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 injured guys, they're, they're no different to the healthy guys in that respect. Like, you know, I'm running their weights program, Ruben's running their speed yeah. program and um, it's all aligned. Like nothing's done independent of uh, anyone else. We're all really aligned there, yeah. Have you ever had like anything, any times like coaches disagreed or you overworked them here or thing? Obviously, every fucking oh, we have, day. We have chats every day. Every yeah, day, every yeah, day. Yeah. Go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting, eh? It's interesting. Part and parcel. Big Trav, is he still crossfitting? He was a fucking yes. freak crossfitter, eh? Yeah, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I'd say so he's fit. crossfitting, but um, he's definitely, yeah. That, that style of training, I suppose. So like, fit, eh? So he's right into the, you know, 98. Yeah. He's right, he follows their program. Does he? Okay. Yep, so yeah. there's obviously that CrossFit influence. Fuck, yeah, I remember him, a few years ago, he was so fucking fit. He still he is. Trav, he still is. Trav, Trav the, um... Trav, Trav the... He does the orange shirt. Was it Big Red? No, it's not Big Red, is it? No. Big Red. What's his name? What's Trav? What's his last Travis name? Tumor. Travis Tumor. Travis Tumor. Tumor. You'd see him, he runs on the field. He's fucking jacked. Ball, on yeah. on, he runs the orange shirt. So oh, yeah. I don't want to say it, but he's the one that got hit by the wall. That was Only trying to get a rule named after yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> Tumor rule. They brought the rule in after. Oh really? Yeah. Fuck, that's interesting, eh? Real interesting. So one thing I know a lot of you, your training background, you do like compounds, Parkland style things. Yeah, yeah. Have you found over time that you've gone too science based and made it too hard in the beginning? Like you know, you got a degree, you want to use all the hard fucking logic, but you've stripped it back now because I know a lot of your training is. The simple things. I'm the definitely confidence. refining my refining yeah, things, yeah. philosophy and programming, I suppose. Um, and it's still evolving. Like, there's still, like, I swear, like, the last couple of years, you always get to, like, sort of towards the end of the year and you, and I always start getting, like, I'm getting really itchy for the next preseason because I just know, like, fuck, I've got it now. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to roll out yep. come yeah. next preseason. Yeah. I just can't wait to get stuck into it. And I was no different going into the last preseason. Well, like, I just knew, like, oh, I've got the answer now. Yeah. And then you get halfway through, like, if I had my time over again, I would have done fucking X, Y, and Z so differently. Yeah. Um, so it's always, always evolving. Like, tell us one thing that you're certain about that you thought, no, nah, I'm wrong. In training wise, either no, nah, this is the fucking answer. This is the best way to do it. You know. Okay. So the latest one. Yeah. Um. For the lower body, high rep compound lifting. Is like, better. No. Not good. I, I like. I. I started doing i think um so the pre-season just gone like say the first couple of weeks we we're doing um sets of eight or something on this on the back squad and 
What am I doing? The year before that, actually, so I changed it this year because I thought I knew like high rep deadlifting was just stupid. Yeah. Um, the year before, I did. So I actually phased it where I had at the beginning. You know, I thought it was really logical. We were doing, um, say, when we were doing sets of eight um, back squatting, we were doing sets of eight on the trap bar deadlift rather than the straight bar deadlift, just to save the lower back there a bit, knowing that once the reps come down, I'll move to the straight bar deadlift. Yep. Um, but say when it comes to the squat right, instead of doing um, sets of eight or sets of 10, I know teams are doing, they're probably starting at sets of 12 and just working their yeah. way down. Like they're just doing linear to the fucking T. Yeah. They're just going 12s, 10s, whatever comes after that. Um, I'm really right into now um, the, you know, all the, the remedial stuff that Poliquin pushed back in those yeah, BRCP yeah. stuff, like the split squats and the reverse step ups and all that. I, I, I honestly feel now, especially because when you when you go right through the final series, your pre seasons get cut short. They're already short as they, as mm, it is. Yeah. But most of you guys, so if we, if we play in the grand final, those the majority of that grand final playing team we won't see until the first week of January, and even then, there's. You know, there's players that are, um, if they play test matches, it might actually be the second week of yeah, January yeah. where they're, you know, then they're not actually required to be back until then. Yeah. So, and then if you win, you know you've got World Club Challenge coming up in the second week of February. Yeah. So we had guys that had literally three or four weeks of prep before game one. Um, so that so my point is like the high rep, like squatting, for example, when they're already doing um, high volumes on the field, so their lower back's already going to be cooked. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the volume for the lower body sure. has to come from Intensive. the remedial stuff yeah, yeah. and just keep your compound stuff. Um, one to five kind of thing. One to five. Yeah. So you're training like, you know, you, you just structure your, your and it make, obviously it makes sense. You just structure your session where you got your more neural stuff at the beginning. Yeah. So you might, you know, stick to nothing more than a set of five on a squat or whatever. Yeah. You might not even do that straight away, but you just, I just don't sit for you, uh, see the need now of the, the real high rep squatting when there's actually probably more to be gained with a lot less load going through your spine yeah, with 100%. the unilateral stuff. Well, that's yeah, what I found yeah. myself now. I would say, Luke, I fuck would love you know, a hack squat or a fucking leg press. Yeah. Get hypertrophy through yeah. that rather than say yeah. my back squats. I used to love squatting, but yeah. now I'm like, oh man, I now love for my quads. Well I'm like, I'm like doing ten reps. Everything else fucking hurts besides my quads. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. And now I'm starting like Bulgarian split squats. I'm like that feels fucking way better yeah. on my legs. And I'm you don't actually, even need half the load. I enjoy training. I'm actually enjoying training a bit yeah. more rather than putting one seventy on my back because yeah. I can't squat like Luke. Like Luke's got a fucking beautiful squat. Yeah. For me, it's, it's like it feels it. fucking hurts me. Yeah. But you know, I still love fucking front squatting, deadlifts. Of course, I love deadlifting. Yeah. <laughs> I love all yeah. that kind of shit. But it makes kind of sense. Like it's. It's also like fucking training morale too, man. That's a massive thing. Like some players, like imagine trying to get fucking a big prop or coming and trying to squat tens after a big game. Of yeah. Like fuck. Because yeah. they never go close to their max anyway, yeah. are they? No. And then and like yeah, we're dealing with like power athletes here. A set of ten or a set of eight on the back squat. There's nothing powerful no. about doing that. No. You know what no. I mean? Like yeah, yeah. It's almost like. You're, you're taking them away from what's going to make them so good for a period of time, and then thinking like, "Oh no, we'll come back to us." Like, Why? You, yeah, you can you can make far more gains, like in more areas with that that unilateral stuff. And I'm not saying not squat at all. Like I'm definitely saying squat for the nervous system there, because um, the axial load is still very like for a collision based athletes, axial load is so important. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but, and the fourth but if, generator but if, 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 a, if you know working up to a top set of eight on the back squat means that the next day or two days or three days yeah, after fuck. that is going to be you know hampered on the field yeah, well cool. you fucked it yeah exactly right um, yeah Plus, the unilateral is probably a bit more sport specific as well in terms of the running, well, you know, it, angles and stuff. I suppose like that. it is, but it's also even more general in terms of like we're just training for general health here. Like, we're tra- trying to be like, you know, we're trying to have the healthiest, you know, uh, say knees, ankles, hips, yeah, yeah, rather than just the strongest fucking, yeah, strongest legs. Like, we want to have the healthiest legs as well, like the most durable legs, the most resilient legs that can keep squatting week in, week out, right until, uh, up until grand final week. Um, yeah, so that's my new that's that's my new thing. That's what we're going through next preseason is a lot more of that stuff at the expense of a set of eight on the back squat, for example. Yeah, it's almost like you're looking at volume over a long a longer period of time yeah. in terms of volume within one or two. Yeah, I've week. been telling a lot mean? of people like, lately, like talking about like the idea of this pyramid, and so the you know the the wider the base, the higher the peak, yeah. but the less likely you are to fall off. So like that, we've got like there's guys that you can obviously have a really, really high, um, you know, you can have the real high peak, like your top end stuff can be fucking phenomenal. But if your base is this wide, like there might be like, you know, the odd guy that can still get that high peak, but the quicker he gets up there, the quicker he's gonna fall off. The wider your base, not only the higher the peak, but the, the harder it is to actually fall off the top there. Well, there was an athlete who told me the other year, was it Latrell or something, that had Angus Quarren's got a ridiculously strong pistol score or something, or yeah, something, yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just, um, just oh, Yeah, I remember, uh, so I had this prep on our, would have been, is this his second year? So on his first year with us. Couldn't squat or something. Oh, no, 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 fuck, could, could squat. squat. 180 front squat, third, third, third session of the year, 180 on the front squat for a single Dude. freak. Um, but we did, uh, and that's balls there. Like he was teabagging the floor. Mm. Um, <laughs> I swear. So I had this prep routine we we're doing um, the preseason before last, where where pistol squats was one of the exercises that I had the guys doing. And most of the guys were, um, you know, had their heel elevated on a plate. They're holding onto the onto the rig, and they're sort of spotting themselves down, trying to find that full range, and then standing up by walking their hands back up again. Yeah, well. Angus dead set with no heel elevation. He just. Um, squats down on one leg, wraps the other leg around his body like this, and then puts it out back in front, grabs the toes, and just stands up. It's like, oh, is this good? Fucking hell, Fuck Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Fucking um, hell. Yeah. He, had a, he had a funny first 12 weeks of Roosters, didn't he? He wasn't playing as well last as he year. last year. This year he's fucking come a, think, lot, a lot better. Oh, yeah. Well, our style is just so different, so different to the Rabbitohs. And, he definitely... Um, he wasn't running hard. He wasn't tackling hard, was well, he? So, in his first year, he, he had uh, shoulder rico. Oh, okay. So, he came to us fresh out of surgery. Yeah. So, he didn't actually... I, I, Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. I don't reckon he would have trained as many times as I can count on my, finger, on my one hand with us like as a team before round one. Oh, really? And he played off the bench against Rabbitohs in the, in the first game. And, I, and actually, that week for round one might have been the first time he actually did like a full Fuck session no. with the boys. A lot of pressure too. Well, yeah, like there would have been, uh, outside there would have been a lot of people yeah. thinking like, oh, how good, like, you know, um, and th- it was built up that way, like, you know, Fox Walton on that, that um, first game of the year, Roosters Souths, Angus Crichton's versus his old team. Yeah. He hadn't trained with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So he was, but like, to be honest, he, he, I thought he did a really good job playing off the bench in the middle as opposed to on the edge. Um, but definitely like talking to him um, this year. After, like during the preseason, like he had some fucking ambitions going into this year. Like he, 
you know, he wanted to origin. nail down the starting spot on the yeah. edge. He wants to get back in origin again. Like yeah. he had, he's motivated. He's yeah. motivated. And he know like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll still say like he, every week he's still fighting to hold that spot down. You have to the um, Roosters, don't but that's, but that's the beauty of it. Exactly. Like you can't, no one's like, you know, got ownership on, on, on nah, any spot. Every team will say that. There's competition. You're looking like, you're looking like at the weekend, like we've got, um, Maddie Ikevalu, who yeah. was five probably five our fourth in, you know, yeah. fourth in line winger. Fucking five tries, eh? The fourth in line, like if you think about like the fourth in line in any position at any club, yeah. And now and like you got the fourth in line that's you know starting the Bulldogs. He's, <laughs> he's, he's like he's whole, like he's now forcing you know Brian Hall. He's forcing the hand of the coaches like well you like how can how you not pick me? Yeah. 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 Or do you, you know what? You know what the beauty of that is. I reckon Trent Robertson's probably going. You know, this is fucking awesome. There's probably one guy next next week or next season to come for his spot. That guy's gonna get a 200, 300 grand contract at some other club of the Rockies or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but, that's yeah. the beauty of it. You give the guy opportunity, and you know, realistically, mate, Ryan Hall is a fucking specimen. He still hasn't hit his straps yet in the NRL. Hasn't got an opportunity to score a fucking try yet. But he's an he's an athlete. He's strong. He's strong, isn't he's he? Impressive. He? He's impressive. Like, for ten reps, all the records or something. He's he yeah. I call our records ball the wall of Hall. Rule of Hall is everything. He's huge, mate. I'll be honest, there's starting, his name's coming off a little bit now since, um, because there's no reserve grade competition, we're obviously training a lot more. So some of our young boys, they're turning into fucking beasts in the gym. So slowly but surely, like, um, his name's coming off. Like, not so much in the upper body stuff. He's got got all the upper body lifts. Um, So so Matty Cavallo, He's big. What big is he? Hundred kilos. Hundred kilos. Yeah. Um, but he just in the last in the last ten days before his game the other night, he just got the new power snatch record and power clean record. How much so he, he got um, one forty seven point five on the power clean and ninety seven point five on the power snatch. So like, Solid. There were, he, like he, there have been a few quotes like after the last game around like you know how ready he was and all this sort of stuff and like. We've got the like the, we've got the proof there. Like he yeah. was fucking ready. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. How often do those boys? How often are you chucking Ollie in for those boys? Every week. Every week. Once, just once, once a, a week. week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In the same session, you doing snatches and power and cleans. No, you'll no, break them up as well. No, yeah. so I'll um, I'll usually prescribe it based on um, yeah, based on the athlete really. Like some okay. guys, obviously, most of the guys can do either or. Um, some guys prefer one or the other, and then depending on the week, depending on where they're at, I like oh, you know, there's I'll often choose which one I want for a specific reason. Yep. Um, so yeah, the beauty is like they can most of them can do both, um, and then I get to actually play around with like what's going to be the most important for them on this day, for this week, for this game. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's yeah, but like preseason, we're doing them. We're probably doing Olympic lifts two or three times a week, but I actually like so one of like our prep things we did um, almost every day. Every day we're in the gym, we we're doing um, muscle snatch and overhead squat yep. almost every day. Yeah, just to force um, that mobility. Yeah, yep. empty bar. The most they would have done was about forty kilos for like a set or two or three reps, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. Um, but just every day, just getting them comfortable with like obviously the bar path, rotator cuff, course, yeah. overhead stability. Sitting down so much at the work. bottom, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you are you ever doing full lifts in terms of um, more weight? Like, like no. I know most of the power ollies. Predominantly I remember actually last year, um, hour, but Angus actually did I think one thirty 
five. Full squat clean. Hang clean. Hang clean. But yeah. like a full clean or full snatch is just a missed power clean or a missed power snatch. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. like it's, yeah. I've never programmed the full lift. Um, to be honest, though, it's and I and I would not in the slightest disappoint. Like, oh damn, you caught it too deep. Like, if a guy catches deep and then stands up, I'm actually impressed that fuck you can catch that deep and you can stand up back Mate. out of the hole Mate. like that's that's amazing yeah because um, a lot of footballers are fucked in terms of their body yeah like life. if they get pushed down that deep they're yeah they are fucked they're, they have to throw it off because exactly. they've got no hope getting out yeah. so yeah. the fact that you can you know that you first of all you're lifting heavy enough that it's going to push you down that deep but then you can stand back up with it yeah it's awesome yeah um, yeah yeah who's the biggest freak in the gym well jared you love jared don't you He's, he's a good man. Freak. Who's the guy you think, fuck, pound for pound? Lindsay, you love Lindsay as well, don't you? Oh, I love them all. I love all the boys. I love all the boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, Angus, definitely strongest legs. Strongest legs, yeah. Although, in, yeah, like, so, actually, one of the young boys, Christian Tupolotu, just took his front squat. I've got on my phone, actually, 182.5. Oh. I think he's just turned 19 years fuck old. Oh, no, that's solid for that Jesus age. Um, and that is that. Is he weighing in there? Uh, 101, 102. Um, he's a centre winger. Um, he's Matt Ikevalu next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we've got Matty Ikevalu, the Tongan weightlifter. Um, uh, obviously Ryan Hall, anything upper body. Um, Brett Morris got the deadlift record this year. What did he really? get? He got, so Ryan Hall had it at 250. Um, just a, just a casual yeah, 250. Easy, easy. Um, Brett Morris took it. This year, right before we went away for World Club Challenge, he got he did two fifty two point five just to get on the blackboard, but it fucking flew. Like really? it flew. It'll probably take me too long to find the video, but he ripped it up and like blink and you'll miss it. Jesus wow. Christ, powerful guy. Very very powerful guy. Um, I'm trying to think of the rest of them. It's surprised how good they are, the boys. But the others. other, I'll tell you the other surprise off the top of my head right now. Um, Coc Takiyama. Oh fuck, we saw the him power in queen. Um, I th- I'm trying to remember what he got. Um, so here, I'll tell you, I'll give you a lesson. This is a lesson I got this year. Round two, we had Manly. We lost. We lost against Manly at Leichhardt, like eight six or fuck, eight seven or something, something something weird like that. But two days before that, I had Jared and Siwa, uh, our two starting front rollers. They both must have hit 130 or maybe even Siwa 135 on the hang power clean two days out for the game. And I remember thinking at the time, like, fuck, how good is this? Like, these boys are fucking flying. Yeah. But we lost. So is that a new, do you think nearly? Do you touch them a bit? Or uh, there's, a, there's a thing there. So the, the lesson I took out of that was the most important day of the week is game day. Yeah. The most important day of the week is game day. Not the power session 48 hours before. Yeah. The, the, the power session, the power session definition, all we're trying to do is potentiate their boys, not only for the training session on that day, but for the game in 48 hours time. And obviously I was, you know, I was loving what the boys are doing. And they, and you know, I wasn't telling them, go again, go again, go again. They want to go again because they're going, they're going, they're feeling so good. But I suppose the role of the coach is to, to remember the most important day of the week is game day. Save it for the game. Save it's it that fine game. line, isn't it? Because you can get in the gym and you get off. So I don't know if we lo- I'm not saying we lost because they, you know, they, they lifted too heavy two days before, but they lifted heavy two days before and we lost. Do you go back in a tape whereas, and see that? Whereas uh, last week we had the Cowboys on the Thursday. On the Tuesday, I remember um, 
uh, Jared had the he got the record in that Fords for the power snatch. But the record wasn't the weight on the bar; it was how quick he moved sixty kilos, the fastest out of anyone in the in the um, the Fords group that morning. So the focus, rather than the focus speed. on, yeah, intensity of the load, the focus was on the speed of the movement. Yep. Yep. So instead of you know saying you know because we do singles a lot, like whether it's um, our strength lifts or our power lifts, our, our, our Olympic lifts, I mean. We do singles a lot, and obviously when you do singles, like singles feel good because as you're warming up and you're pumping singles, like you can't not feel fucking no. mad doing yeah. singles. So naturally the weight goes up. up yeah. But when you're chasing, so we use the um, the speed measuring devices. Um, when you're chasing speed rather than just piling on loads, obviously you get that feedback and all that. But you know, like there's a very um, specific stimulus that you're training for. So. Mm. That's what that's what we're going after now. Yep. A lot yep. more speed. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I guess strength comes with speed as well, especially with the power movement. Well, you just got to separate like the days. Quicker you move. Yeah. Like the earlier in the week, obviously we have a strength focus. Yeah. Later in the week, we have more of a speed focus. So you obviously have to control what weight they're going to. Like for example, yeah, Jared, sixty kilos for him would be exactly. Like so like ballpark. If you if you're if you're power cleaning, I like you know. Uh, if you're going for speed or for max power, I suppose on the uh, on the power clean, then working with your own body weight as the load on the bar seems to be about right. Um, and if you're power snatching, about two thirds of your body weight. Okay. Yep. Yep. So if we have, you know, if we've got a 100 kilo bar set up for power cleans yep. and a 60 kilo bar set up for power snatch, that generally takes care of most guys. Most yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. do you all run off the same kind of program? Do forwards and backs? Do you separate things, or all in the same program? Um, there's a there's definitely a template, yep. which we're all sort of like if you think about it, like the difference between a rugby league team and a rugby union team, like we're all doing pretty similar yeah. stuff. Like in yeah. terms of on the field, I mean, like obviously you've got your your halves, yeah. maybe your fullback or your dummy half, depending what style of player they are. Like they're not going to be doing the same thing as your middles or your mm. back rowers or your centers and wingers like you yeah. think about it, like daniel tupo his job like his most important job in the team catch the ball obviously catch the ball but then that first carry on either player one yeah. or player yeah. two to get yeah. our set starters yeah. that's the most important yeah. thing for him to do yeah other than obviously when he's down the other end yeah. catching the fucking high balls and scoring the tries yeah. like He's 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 out and out one of my favorite players. Like just the athleticism from Fuck. what what he does in the backfield, and then what he does, yeah. you know, down in good ball as well. Yeah. Like it's fucking phenomenal, mate. When you had him and Fergal on the on the flanks, it was yeah. fucking game over. Obviously, Brett Morris is a freak himself yeah. now yeah. too. But every time the ball goes to Tupo, you're like, holy fuck, you're right. catch it yeah. or bat the fucking ball. Yeah, exactly. Down. That's exactly. one of the two. He's always he's, he very rarely makes a fucking mistake. Eh? Yeah, he's fucking yeah. freak. And the thing about Daniel Tupo, which I like, to before. He makes a, a, errors, but he always runs the ball next set. He never ca- puts his head down. He makes up for it next set. Yeah. As some players get confidence, goes fucking down. Yeah. And like next he's, job, mean, yeah, he'll be a massive. I reckon he's gonna be a massive fucking lost two boys since Moses. Moses. How long? Eight, twelve weeks? Eight weeks? Oh, I'll say eight. Eight weeks. Eight. Be back. Could be. Yeah, they, they, the people come back around six weeks. Some people have blown out to ten weeks. So special sauce would be back, eh? Special sauce. I want to ask you about that, Paddy. I don't like the nutrition side of things. Obviously, mm. you were saying before when Keegs were there, I remember, I remember that he was really big on the paleo. Yeah. And 
a few teams actually went like I think Parramatta were another one who tried the whole high fat side of things. Um, what are you guys doing specifically with you your boys at the moment? Is there any nutrition protocols in place? Um, so we have our own dietitian Holly. She um, she runs our nutrition there for the boys. I think our philosophy is definitely um, so we've. Over the years, we've we've done the paleo stuff, we've yep. done the high fat stuff, yep. we've, we've been there, we've done the the raw meat, we've we've done it all. Like, I think we've name. done more than any other team would in terms of venturing out and doing what's not normal, I suppose. Yep. yep. Um, but I would definitely say our philosophy is um, a whole food, um, you know, uh, high protein. Uh, yeah, but I would say. We don't eat any shit, obviously. Um, yeah. So you, yeah. Do you track the nutrition? Do you calories, things like that? Do you track all that kind of stuff? No. Don't See, I find calories. that really interesting. Eh? Like, I find that there's a couple of things I want to ask you, like with your more mental stuff. But I find that really strange that you guys don't track nutrition. What? Well, oh, no, do you track like I, cows or? I can't speak for our dietitian. Yeah. I don't know if there's individuals that are obviously struggling with weight gain. Yeah. Um, not so much. We haven't really had any weight loss sort of, you know, guys needing to lose weight. Like, not nothing major. Oh. Um, so I'm not sure if she 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 might it's be. Because I know they they do their food diaries and all that sort of stuff. If for like specific individuals that really need some some attention there. Yeah. Um, as, yeah. As for supplements, calories, supplements, nothing. Creatine. Yeah, there's yeah, creatine. Um, it's not like a blanket approach where everyone's on creatine. Yep, like yeah. there's, we've got plenty there and it's, it's there for the boys, but it's um, definitely, it's as directed by Holly. And body science, aren't you supposed to be? No, we're with oh. Muscle Farm. Well, really, I thought muscle you were body farm. science. No, we are. Oh. We were body science a few years ago, yeah. I think. But um, in Muscle Science. I didn't even know Muscle Farm were involved. American, American company. Yeah they're, yeah, they're definitely not Australian. No, yeah. no. Yeah, we're with Muscle Farm. I don't know if anyone else is. But no, I don't think we are. Yeah, because a few clubs have been They got, they got good, honestly, good products. Nice yeah. and clean. Yeah. Protein's pretty good. They've got, obviously, we've got uh, a nice clean creatine, a nice clean uh, glutamine, which, we, which I like to use a lot, actually. Like, I try to give it to the boys, especially at the moment. Like, we've just played... We've just come off the back of like four or a five day and like three six day turnarounds in a row. Yeah. So we we've done bugger all training. All all we've been doing the last month is playing, recovering, playing, recovering. So glutamine's been a massive one. For, um, you find that helps recovery wise. Yeah. 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 And, espe- and especially around um, obviously the last few years going to finals as well. Uh, glutamine just for your nervous system. Like we've been pumping that one massively. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we used to, mate, remember Cam used to love the polk and pills, brand chains, yeah, glutamine yeah. tabs after, we used yeah. to fucking hammer those. Yeah. Before, so, during and after during, session, mate, like, like fucking 20 cool pills. <laughs> 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 what was the, um, what was the, what was the pre-workout <laughs> one? Java Stim. Oh, Java Stim. Java Stim, wow. Buzzard. Just <laughs> get Pacino, have like a two double shots, yeah. go to Marky's. Fuck, those were, those were good days. Those were days. Fucking Some strong. Some Patago in the post-workout. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Patago. <laughs> like, gluggy milkshake of orange. Yeah. Hey, big Frank in the background yeah. is talking all... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. How good's that? How good is that? So, I want to ask you a question about Robbo. I remember, like, you always hear Robbo talking. He sounds different to every other coach. And I remember 2013, you won it? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember like after I was driving driving home from the um, grand final, and 
like it was an interview and it was like really struck me that he didn't talk about football. Like he's talking about the talking about the players and he's talking about how like I don't know how to say it. Like he's just look, looking after him. Like I asked him if their family life was good at home or everything but football. And I yeah. find it amazing how much do you guys put a lot of emphasis in like emphasis if they're like if their at home life is good or yeah. their stress, their mental health. And yeah. I asked him like what can we do better for you, you know? Because so much performance in the field in life isn't about fucking pizza. If you're finding your missus at home or, you know, your kid's sick yeah. or, you know, you're unhappy, it correlates to the fucking field. You know, I could put it like, for example, like, weird, like Josh and Brett Morris, mate. Like right now, they must be fucking loving their foot. They love yeah. their footy. Because things, they've always been good players. Now they're, they're, they're fucking super. Yeah. Yeah, can't even get better. So how much like how much do you guys put emphasis on outside of football, outside of the field, external stresses, external, external things, and like say you know do you put a lot of this Robo yeah. really have a so we do we do honestly we do a lot of um, obviously we haven't lately with the whole COVID thing but in the last few years we've done a lot of um, a sort of we've always done these um, events or things where. They talk about the Roosters being a real like family club, and that's a very cliche thing to say. Obviously, like I'm sure, there's half a dozen other teams that say like, "Yeah, no, we're a really yeah, close family." Club. Club. Yeah, like, I know everyone says the culture of the Roosters. Like we do that many things where it's you know I've always got you know Xavier's always there, and like, yeah. everyone's got their families, and we do that. We do the the club organizes these things. Um, everyone knows everybody else's family. Like everyone knows what's going on there. So, um, like when you talk about. Uh, what goes on with an athlete, say if they get injured, for example, there's all obviously like the physiological or the biomechanical sort of um, part to the injury, but there's one of the biggest things that, you know, that our physios talk about as well is there's always a psychosocial sort of aspect to every injury. Yep. So there's always stuff that's going on outside that, you know, if we've ever had like a major injury and we sort of, you know, try to work out, you know, what might have contributed to that. There's a thousand things that obviously contribute to a major injury like that. but the psychosocial aspect is huge. So we, um, yeah, we, we, we do a lot of work. Uh, we do a lot of work like with, with the boys and like what's going on outside of like the four walls. Like the thing about like, if they're only gonna be inside the club, inside those four walls for a couple of hours a day, yeah. there's all the other hours left in that day where like that's important, like what's going on with them and their, their preparation. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty big. Do you guys have uh, councils and stuff that are uh, available to them and all that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got um, psychologists on on uh, that are sort of part time or consultants with the club, but they're they're like they'd be a phone call away at any time of the day. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and so we've had the same ones actually. So I've been there seven years, and we've had the same ones the entire time I've been there so so that created a bit of a relationship there's a, yeah well. there's a lot of stability yeah. there with those guys as well yeah um, I think even the point where like, I know guys that have been in our club and have left our club and still call call them rather than who else, whoever else like their club might have available to them yeah because yeah. yeah. um, they feel comfortable yeah yeah. they feel really comfortable do you do like meditation and things like that yeah. do you have a lot of stuff in you that's yeah. a big one yeah. yeah I don't know I don't like I don't know if many clubs are getting into it. I'm sure a few might be getting into it, but I know where we've really um, dived deep into that stuff Between over that the last... breathing work. Yeah, oh, kind of massive, stuff. massive, yeah, massive. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of taken off that kind of stuff, isn't oh, it? Oh, fuck, mate. It's the most important thing. I think, I think physical training is like, even though we're 1% of it, like, you know, but when their heads right and stuff and they're fucking happy and everything's going right in their head, 
yeah, unstoppable. We saw it like the troll last year, I guess. So I don't know the ins and outs of what happened there, but he wasn't right. The Roosters was he at the end of it, and still even now, mm. yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Is there anything that you'd like fucking people to know about the Roosters? Come on, tell us something. Let's <laughs> that like them that are like, the, like something that the club that you, you, you're surprised by when you first went there. Yeah, something that's popped up in the media has made you fucking laugh. That's been totally off the fucking Sombrero. off the mark. I wouldn't. That's way off the mark. Something that you've seen in the written in the paper about Robbo or other players or yeah. something <laughs> drama. Well, I honestly can't think off the top of my head right now. That's Teddy. He's the man. He's we, me and Teddy went to uni together. Did you? Really? Yeah. Fucking, he's a funny yeah, story. Yeah, I didn't talk to him, but because really? he's too cool for me. Too cool. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe actually, maybe I was too cool for him actually. Yeah, it's right, mate. That's probably terrible. We were in Bondi. I was like, fuck this guy in this fucking black car. Like, he's fuck such, him. Stunning around the car. Oh, the merch. Yeah, he was fucking. Yeah, he was Teddy. I was like, oh, there's Nico. He said Nico on the back of it. I'm like, what? He just got that one actually. Yeah, he just got that one. Sponsorship or? think so <laughs> um uh coops patty yes um what what kind of he obviously had a major role when he came to you Fuck guys but bro. in terms of yeah what type like the kind of guy he's like what i remember how do you put that guy into words so, i don't know how to put it into words other than saying like you know he's one of those guys like you know this guy's just too good to be true yeah yeah he's my man crush he's really? actually my man crush so before obviously i met him <laughs> You know, I went through high school, obviously never, never seen New South Wales win a, uh, an Origin series. Massive, you know, massive, he had a massive part in that. Like, so I, before he came to the club, like, you know, all I thought when I thought Cooper Cronk was fucking Queensland. Mm. Um, I wish I said, I remember the first time, I think, so I met, I met, the first time I met him, you know, very impressive, very polite, like very polite guy. Yep. Um, that was probably the, my first impression was how well-spoken he was. Um, but I remember I got a text message from him a few days after I first met him around, because uh, they just come off the back of the World Cup, I think, 2017 World Cup. Um, and because I was living in Mossman and he was just moving to, he moved yeah, into Mossman. Yeah, yeah. So we were around the corner from each other and he messaged me around. Um, uh, we were gonna. We would plan that I was gonna catch up with him at a at an outside gym just to sort of run my eye over him. So, you know, run my eye over him, um, but just have get my first sort of look at him before he actually. You know, obviously that's something I, I do with a lot of guys. Like when we sign players um, over the last few years, I've always I found it really benef beneficial if I try catch up with them before they actually step foot into like you know a team training session. Yeah. So I sort of already know what they're gonna be like. Yeah. Um, so I did that with Coops. I remember we went to the Fitness First Mossman, um, and the, but the text message I got, I got from him about around organising that was like, you know, uh, hi Patrick, uh, hope you're going well. Hope the family's well. You know, all this sort of stuff. Um, it was around Christmas time as well. Like, hope you, hope you had a great Christmas. But all this, stuff, and I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy's coming. Fuck, like, what? Like, <laughs> perfect like, guy. Like, 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 perfect guy. So I don't like, you know, like, oh yeah. Cooper, yeah, very well, thank very, you. Um, very well. <laughs> yeah, it was going really well. Yeah. I had a great Christmas. Like, wow. <laughs> what time? <laughs> Love you. Yes. Well, regards. But that was him. Like, and so that that was definitely my first real impression of him. Like, was yeah, the 
absolute perfect guy. But in terms of like, you know, Cooper is the, um, you know, the professional. Like he was, I don't, I don't know if you can say he was the, the most perfect professional, but he was the most professional, professional guy yeah. that I've ever. Yeah. I like, like I said, like 2014 was a bit of a blur. Like I probably wouldn't have been able to um, appreciate what Sonny sort of did day to day. I do more so now, like um, in the time since then when I've been with him, but in 2014, I probably wouldn't, yeah, I probably wouldn't have even recognised, like, how good he was. Just meticulous. Yeah, how meticulous he might have been compared to others, whereas I definitely noticed Cooper. what Cooper did for our group in that sense. Like, he was, yeah, he was meticulous. Like, I remember, so he, I remember him, so last year, um, I think right before round two, he picked up a tiny little hammy strain. Yep. And I remember him saying that, that was the first ever soft tissue injury he'd ever had in his career. Fuck was this tiny little, really? from just putting a grubber in, he picked up this tiny little, and he missed, he missed the game, um, but it was the first soft tissue injury he'd ever had in his career. How'd that make you feel? Oh, but like the thing he said, he's like, the, he's like you know, when we're going through, it's like, why, why might have this happen? And he, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't do his, um, his stretching routine that morning. Really? He hadn't wow. done his stretching, like these, the thing that he does every fucking day with Ruben. Yep. Um, he hadn't done it that, that day for whatever reason, like he might've got caught up with videos or whatever it was, but he hadn't done it or to the full extent. And that was his sort of thing. Like he was yeah, like, wow. I didn't do that that morning. And I picked up this, like it was a tiny little thing, but yeah. So that was how meticulous he was. Um, yeah. Talk to us about the um, 2018 GF. Tell us about that with Coops. Yeah, and his shoulder. Yeah, fuck it, mate. That's just so. Tell us what happened there. The so we so played South the week before. Yeah, beat South. Um, and I remember the next day after. That would the hurt game, you a bit, South being fuck South. No, you were a South supporter when you were growing up. Shh. I was up until the day I walked into the room. Honestly, like yeah, that, and when you talk about rivalries, like I, I like, fucking, oh. I jumped, like I jumped. <laughs> shit, so like, not because I felt like I had it. I was just, I was like, wow, I'm so fucking ingrained in this. Like, I, I fucking hate South now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we beat South, and then the very next day we had, um, we we're up at the, um, ever heard of that Cultivate Recovery Center yeah, in Bellingham? Yeah, so yeah, we were there. Um, and Coops walked in with his arm in the sling, and we're all, yeah, all the players were there, staff were there, and we sort of grabbed us all, and we wanted to like get around, and he sort of got up there, and it was just like, look, I, I don't know if they told, I think they told us, so he had a fractured scapula. Fucking mm. hell. Never heard of it. Um, he had a fractured scapula, and he pretty much got up there, and either him or Robbo said like, look, he's got a fucking broken shoulder, but no idea in the world how, like, if or how this guy's gonna be able to play this week. So we, so from then and there, we had to start getting ready to play in the grand final of all games against Melbourne Storm of all teams without our halfback. Um, so I remember thinking, like, holy fuck! Like I'm actually shaking, like thinking about it right now. Um, I don't, I didn't, I didn't notice at the time. I don't remember at the time either. But um, apparently, like, you know. Kiri then and there without even, you know, thinking about it. I don't know if he said it or he just knew it deep like within himself, but he knew that like I've got this. Yeah. He was gonna he was just gonna run it for us. Yeah. Um, but that whole week Coops was, you know, obviously in major doubt. We had put out to the media that he had a 
slide rotator cuff strain. So obviously the meat, uh, completely. Just so I knew that. They knew something, they knew was, something wrong. was wrong. We said it was a rotator cuff strain. So obviously like, you know, if you've got a rotator cuff strain, you probably a much better chance of playing with that than a broken bone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, uh, that week, he tried, they tried, uh, actually I remember we were training on Allianz. I think it might have been two days before the game. We are training on Allianz, closed session obviously, uh, and there's helicopters flying above. I remember the next day, the, there was a whole spread in the paper of this photo of us just on the field where they had every like you know every player every staff member that was staying on the field or maybe maybe not every staff but every play, I think it was every player and they'd um, written who was who on this fo- just this one photo yeah. like just a, a snapshot of what was going on on the field who's standing where trying they're trying to like work out what was going on they obviously had Cooper was standing behind the goalpost just watching with his arm in a sling but they were trying to obviously get get a story out of like what our team was going to look like and how we we're going to play. Um, I think that that day they tried an injection in there to see if you know he could obviously um, have no feeling in there and try train or try play. Didn't work. They ended up going out the next day to a place in Burwood or something. Um, they injected via ultrasound. Um, him and the head physio went there. Um, they reckon that apparently they went back to Mossman just on the side of the road or whatever. He, would, he said like, you know, I'm feeling pretty sweet here. So they're doing some like, him and the physio just doing some <laughs> <laughs> stuff. He's saying, fuck, it feels pretty good here. I think I'm a chance. And it was honestly, so they organized somehow, I'm trying to remember how they, they, were, they, were, they were working out, I think, I think this is the true story. They were working out how they were gonna be out to this bloke, this, this random, this bloke that obviously hadn't worked at the club before, how he was going to be able to deliver the injection to Cooper as close to um, kickoff as possible, so that obviously it wouldn't wear out. Yeah. Um, and so they were trying to organise where they were going to be able to get like a police escort for this bloke, or for so for Cooper to be able to leave the ground, go get the injection, come back again, run out and play. Wow. Why did he come to the ground? Home. Well, that, so that's what the guy ended up coming to the ground. Yeah. Um, but I think I remember that they were like tossing like that might have like that was going to be a possible scenario. Fucking hell. Um, so they, they, they inject it uh, right before kickoff. Yeah. I can't remember if he did the warm-up or not. So we did a warm-up inside the sheds there. Um, but yeah, he had the injection, ran out, fucking played in his dinner suit, and then... Uh, Fuck, crazy, eh? Crazy, yeah. Crazy, crazy, mate. I remember that whole game. Mainly the first half, because we were fucking on fire. I was sitting there, and I was just like... Like this yeah. for the whole, like forty minutes, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't move. Like I was just amazing because the whole thing, like the like, you know the crowd and everything, was yeah. like when you're down there and you're like you're running out in the field and you're like yeah, giving them a fucking water and you're running off. You're like holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> eighty five thousand, isn't it? 85, yeah, 80, 80 odd. Yeah, you got eighty odd to a grand final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. crazy. And then yeah. he's played one more year. The, and then the played another year. Did the double. Yeah. Who's going to beat you this year? I don't know who's going to beat you. Melbourne are looking all right. I can't see anyone beating... Any injuries or anything that were cool. Your Radley's out, Beryl's out, Alvin Bulldog. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I was so... like I think as a, as a club, we were so fucking pumped for the year we obviously thought Radley was about to have. Yeah. The way he trained... So, he, like, if you remember last year, he spent a lot of last year at Hooker. Yeah. Which is definitely like he's... 
you know, second. second or third sort of preferred position. Um, but he obviously did a great job there for us in the games he was there. Because um, actually, the 2018 grand final, actually, the way that we decided we were going to play, there wasn't too many games before that where Radley had actually started at lock for us. Yeah. I can't. I, I don't know how many games he would have started at lock for us before the grand final. Because I remember actually thinking at the time, like, fuck, Radley's going to start. Like, yeah. Um, but he was obviously there to obviously be um, more of that ball playing um, in the middle with yeah. obviously Kiri on one side. Yeah. We had Orbo holding short side every time. Fuck, isn't, he, isn't he just the ultimate yeah. club on Orbo? Um, and then Coops was just obviously just, he was just the, the captain around. of the ship, just directing yeah. everyone where to go. Obviously had to, you know, catch and pass here and there. Um, but yeah, we were like, we're so pumped for Rads, like all pre-season. Like if you look, we were like looking at who has been when you think about like over the last say 20 years or 30 years I suppose like who the best ball playing locks have been you think of Johnny Sutton um, John Sutton yeah but back he was obviously back row towards back in the year but think about the, uh, what's the guy Sean O'Loughlin in the in, in Super League oh, Pommy, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Scott Hill Scotty as Hill, a name yeah, yeah. I like, think about it, like he played a lot was it Melbourne was it not yeah. he's 5'8 Scotty Hill yeah 5'8 lock I think Freddie the amount of times Freddie played at lock yeah. earlier you think of Glenn Stewart, don't you think? Ben Kennedy was ben he Kennedy. Ben Stewart. Yeah. No, he was more second row, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. but I don't think, I don't well, think Scott Hill was really far. Was Glenn Stewart playing lock at Manly? Second row. He's more second row yeah. as well. BK was... So, so Chuck, very, Chuck, Chuck was lock. Johnny, okay. Johnny Sutton's probably the biggest guy that actually had the ball skills. You think of, how normal it is for like a, a guy game. like John yeah. Sutton, yeah. a guy like um, Ryan Madison, Wade Graham. Yeah, Wade These guys, like Curtis Sirenen, they grow up as halves. They end up becoming fucking big cunts. So they get chucked on the edge, but they like they do. They they play that role out on the edge on their side of the field. He was a big loss from it. So obviously you got Jake Trevojevic, right? Like yeah, he's no, fuck this. he's a go. Like yeah, you go. he runs. You know Man. he's running the attack really yeah. for for Man- and then even for the Blues when he plays for the Blues, like everything comes off him. Um, so that was that's what we we're all so excited about. Really. Like well, honestly, like I was like I was honestly thinking like. Bradley's going to fucking change the game here as far as locks go. Like, for the last, say, especially I reckon the last 10 years, the lock had definitely morphed into just that third front rower kind of thing. Like, you got three big big blokes in the middle and there was not much of a real uh, differentiation, whatever the fuck the word is, between the lock and then who was wearing eight and ten. Fuck, that's what I want for us to play with the dogs. Go play lock. (laughs) Mate, you have to. He's really defend in the middle? But he's going to get injured either way, isn't he? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I love Force, but you know um, what I mean? But yeah. But yeah, so he was like, oh, honestly, I was so excited for what year I thought he was going to have. Um, and obviously the talk was all about like... He's a mongrel, isn't he? He just fucking loves um, actually, I remember, so, hurting people. Uh, we're at Bank West, obviously. He does his knee. I'm ball boy up and down the sideline. And Freddie was doing... Uh, the commentating for Channel on the sideline. I remember he grabbed me like straight away. He was just like, what do you reckon? I was like, it doesn't. Like, the way it looks on video, like, yeah, I just, yeah. I remember, I think I just said, like, it doesn't look good. Just Can't be autographed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, um, but I remember, like, you know, I could feel like straight ahead. He was just like, well, fuck. Fuck. There he goes. <laughs> there he goes, my lock. Where's the bell on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It just puts a lot more pressure on Flano. That's all it does. Because like you said, like he was almost like your first fiddle, wasn't he, really, Radley? He was, the way he was playing was like well, your yeah. first ball player. Yeah. Out the back to Flano and Yeah, Geary. exactly. Um, I don't know if it puts more pressure on... I think Verrill's a honestly, huge loss too. Verrill's... A, yeah. You've got, you got, you got a lot of fucking good, like, set... What's the... Um, long hair. 
Oh, yeah, like he's a fucking gun, he's mate. A beast. He, he starts at most NRL sides, and you got um, Nate Butcher, like Butcher, like fuck, he's a gun player. Then you yeah. got Lindsay Collins, and you're like, so we actually had so back in 2016. Jake um, yeah, Jake Preston. Our under 20s won the, won the Preso. Comp in 2016. Nat Butcher was the captain and the lock. We had Radley playing. He was either in the back row or playing off the bench in that team. So we've got Nat Butcher there as a lock. We've had Isaac Luz played plenty of lock, who's got the best feet for a middle oh, in bro. the game. Yeah. Like, fuck. Um, underrated. We've got Siwa, who, oh. like, just against the Cowboys the other night, Kicks he's guys. always had those hands. Like, he's got great hands, Siwa. Um, but, like, so when you say, like, massive loss, like, obviously, Radley is a massive loss. Because he got the depth. And then, but then, like, I don't think it puts any more pressure on Kyle Fleming or Luke uh, Keery yeah. because we've got all these other guys that can easily play that role yeah, similar, and yeah. do a really good job yeah. in their own, but like they're not going to do it in Radley's style, yeah. but they'll do it in their own style. Yeah, true. Um, and friend will and lift, that excites me. Jakey Friend will lift now for the hooker because now Verrill's yep. is gone. And I'm like, fuck. Fuck it. How good is he playing? Yeah. Did, you watch, um, did you watch our game the other night? I did. Scored four Lamb. tries in twelve. Yeah, fuck. What's Lachlan Lamb. Where's your? Never played dummy half. Yeah, he's a halfback, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, five eight. Never played dummy half. Jesus his life. Christ. Not a fucking clinic. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you, oh, fucking. I couldn't the, believe he looked so comfortable there. Score four tries in twelve minutes. You're like, yeah, fucking game over. What the fuck's going on there? Cowboys are shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Roosters <laughs> are so good. Well, we had, so so we had good, this chat at half time about like how like you know we just wanted to play right through the yeah. middle, just play right through. And you know, on heart. And there's no way we would have thought. Okay, first Four. set we'll score. Second set we'll score again. Yeah, Third nah. set, yeah. Fourth set, well, we'll score again. Would not have thought that would have happened. Just but that was the plan. Like uh, coming out at halftime, that was all we want to do. Just Pressure. play through the middle. Play Crazy. through the middle. Play through the middle. And that's what like Lammy. That's all Lammy. He was just like he just had guys every play. There was someone either side of him wanting to fucking run over who was ever in front of them. And he was like, "Fuck, all right, who am I going to pick?" Just feed. I guess yeah. is Walker in the mix now too. Sam Walker. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be close. No, Freddie, Freddie Lussick's next in line, isn't he? Is he? No, Freddie's not Roosters. He's Freddie Lussick. Freddie. No, that's Freddie. Joey Lussick. Joey, sorry, Joey. We've got Freddie Lussick. Yeah. We've got Freddie Lussick. He's, he's, Lussick. Dummy, he's, dummy, half. he's oh. dummy half. Yeah. Sam Walker's a halfback. We've got Drew Hutchison as well. Who? Um, Drew's played plenty of games. He's a big boy. Wasn't yeah. Drew's played last year, didn't he? Drew yeah, he played a few games in the halves for us last year. He's a big boy for a fucking yes. half. Yeah. He's... He was bigger last year. Like he played, he would have played at about ninety nine hundred kilos last year. But he's he's dropped a bit this year. Um, yep. So we've got we've got all these halves. Yeah, we've got um, Lachlan Lamb, Drew Fuck, Hutchison, has, has Sam been? Walker, who only just turned eighteen. Fuck, so he wasn't been? allowed to, with this whole COVID thing. He wasn't allowed in our bubble until he turned eighteen. Um, so that was only like there's lots of depth two there. weeks ago. Lots of depth there, isn't there? Yeah. Lots of depth. And that's the exciting thing, like with these guys that unfortunately aren't able to get games every week, like they're training the absolute house down. It's crazy, eh? So for like for them like we had Matt Cavalli the other night and Lockwood Lamb and there's another half dozen guys just like him that are it's horny, horny for football. Any of those boys <laughs> allowed to drop back to presidents? Uh no. No, they're all there's, top, they're there's all top a, thirty. They're still the point system. You know like when you play Ron Messi, is that yeah, point right. system? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know the exact rules on the point system there, but you wouldn't be able to get any of them to play, I don't think. Crazy. I yeah. don't think. No. Yeah. Which is a massive, it's a, I don't understand it. Like, it's a massive issue. Like, there's this massive gap now of sort of those second tier guys where if you're not getting picked to play first grade, there's no level for you to no. drop back and yeah, get I a think game it's in. It's just a crazy thing that's happened. They have yeah. no time to fucking adjust yeah. to it. Yeah. And so, we're try, obviously, we're trying to get this thing going on where 
So we've got the Raiders on Thursday night, um, and we have you have the potential that like the guys that aren't getting picked, you do like a scrimmage or some yeah. type of thing. Uh, we haven't done it yet, but there's been a few few teams that have been able to get a few game day style I think the sessions in. Gets the Titans. Yeah, Sharks. So yep. I mean, so a few weeks ago, didn't help us. <laughs> <laughs> the last did not help us. Cricket against you boys. <laughs> so Gold Coast, I, mean, I think they've flown their whole squad to a few games. I know Melbourne flew their whole squad up to Penrith a few weeks ago so that the other guys could get a, yeah. a run against the Panthers guys. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. You've got to do something to so Let's talk about you, Paddy. So yeah. what's next, you know, five or ten years, you know, encounter with oh. you? Five, ten years. Where do, what, what do you want to do? Obviously, stay with the Rooster a few more years and stuff like that. Is there Definitely. a long-term thing you want to achieve, or some things that you know you got in your head? Um, head coach. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, run there, run there. Hit the cast. That's it. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to. Honestly, I've got. I'm all. I'm only worried about this year at the moment. Um, you know, I've got some pretty big goals. I want to do this year. What is it? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, three, three, three people. I want to fucking win. Yeah, yeah. three people. Like, I'll pass, you know, let's say you want to say the Roosters or rugby league next. Yeah, and then over the next few years, like going back to that that thing where I was saying like, you know, every year like, I feel like I've I've got the answer for like what next pre-season should look like. Like I'm still, I'm still working out that sort of. Sweet spot. Yeah, like there's still, um, there's still a lot of things I need to either improve on or, um, just want to do a better job with, you know, certain individuals. Like I just, yeah, there's un- there's unfinished business in my little realm there yeah. where I need to. Yeah. I just want more. Like I need to do more. And at the roosters at or the just roosters? At the roosters? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's that's what I mean. Like there's unfinished business there with the, the roosters, roosters and with the group the, that that main crop of players we've got there, which. Who's been the hardest player? Because I know you and Matto a few years ago really close you're training together. Yeah. Who's probably the hardest player that you fucking left the Roosters? Like, Matto, you reckon, for you? like Personally? Yeah, personally, like... Oh, I'm not going to give him that. <laughs> nah, <laughs> big boy. Nah, you know what I mean? Like, obviously uh, some players you get to get along with, you know? Uh, Who's a player you thought, fuck, in an athletic standpoint, fuck, wish he stayed... Oh, Fergo. From Fergo. an athleticism point yeah. of view, Fuck. Because yeah. you can't score a try at the moment. They don't give him the really? ball. Really? It's all to Sebo. Oh, really? They don't give him the fucking ball. Sebo scored four, so back in first, four tries a couple weeks ago. Try to give him the first try score. score. Is it it was <laughs> but he makes me, he's made 220 every fucking game. He does He does the hard work. With like Same thing with yeah. Toops. Does yeah. hard, he's a fucking gun. Um, mm. oh, definitely. I miss, I miss Fergo just from the stuff he, he was able to... Like, I remember in 2018, he, um, he had... We, we went through this he went through this phase where we weren't getting too much work done in the gym for like I reckon two months easily didn't get much work done in the gym and then we went up to a uh, we had a little mini camp on the central coast mid-year and it was on it was during a long turnaround so he was feeling pretty good he uh, we did some power cleans or some hang power cleans and honestly on the back of like I can honestly say two months of him doing nothing. He just picked up 140 and just from like, not even high hang, he just went bang. Fuck. And I was just like, fuck. I was like, sweet, you're done. I'm done. Yeah, like he was a freak. Um, he was the first, actually, he was my first ever, you know, footy player that backs what a 200. Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah. Um, 
Not fucking like the dragons doing that shit box squat. What was that about? <coughs> That's terrible, eh? How bad is that? A lot of teams do it. Though. I no, love that it. Was I love it. That? A lot of teams do I it. I love seeing other teams do it. Like, it's stupid. Yeah, bad. I, I, just, Ter- not I like, love seeing that stuff. Not like, because <laughs> you would see them blow out. <laughs> nah, but the team, you seen that, no, bro. I'm was, telling you, a lot of teams do nah, it. Nah, but it's terrible. But it wasn't like a full control. It was like, three <laughs> <hunts. laughs> It was like, bah! And there's 15 guys like, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It's, it's not the only club either. Yeah, I know. It's fucking bad. It looks bad. Yeah, I, it looks honestly, bad. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> 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 that's why it's the Broncos. I'm like, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole NFL, no, the American football league, even they're all screaming, and the guy's scoring 400. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who is um, the player, the most important player for at the Roosters in terms of like the. Brings everyone together. I know obviously Orbs a special player. They just go the fucking dynamic of the Roosters. You know, the player that fucking like that gels them all together. The funny prick, the good player. You know, um, Rads yeah. is definitely the yeah, right. the, the class clown sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the one that brings us all together. There's a there's a there's a crew. So we've got out there's, there's that that real leadership crew of um, Jared. We've got Jared Boyd, Jake, Orbo. Um, fuck if Jared Someone says I'm bad at Jared He'd fuck this vlog guy Fuck <laughs> Funny thing about Jared is So Everyone Everyone who doesn't know him Everyone that just sees him on TV Just thinks he's Agro But he's a nice guy Whatever Yeah Whatever you want to think I remember We are up at um, When I first started the Roosters Or first year or two And I was up at So he lives in Mossman as well So he's in North Shore as well We are up at um, About Life at Camaray When it used to be there obviously And uh, Good Jared rocked up On this fucking Harley Davidson Um you know, tats out and everything like this. <laughs> Rocks out, gets out of the car, says hello, uh, introduces him to Jess. And when we walked away, Jess honestly goes, is he gay? Just from like, hi Jess, how are you? Nice to meet you. Like, you know, complete oh, opposite to what yeah. she would have thought. No. And she, I swear, and I, I told him, like, you know, it was like, is he gay? <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's such a good boy, gay. Yeah, he loves yeah. the time. He's been at Lee's Fortuna too. He loves Lee's Fortuna. Really? Always oh, been at Lee's Fortuna a few times. The really? board, the, the boardroom. Wow. Okay. Like oh, back in the day, I asked him. Oh, actually, you just remind me of a story. Actually, like I was thinking about this the other night, right? <laughs> One of the most star struck sort of things I've had was um, 2018, 2018-2019 Pretty much after. Most Sydney games, we started, we started getting this routine. So there was like me, Jared, and Coops yeah. on the North Shore. I can't believe I didn't bring up before when you mentioned it. Every night after a game, the three of us would go to Macy's for a fucking oh, chicken sandwich. Oh, fuck it, you would. And that was like, other than the moment with Freddie, obviously, that was like just thinking about that, like special A. Fuck. Yeah. It's it. Special shit. That was shit. our crew after every Sydney wow. game. Like, doesn't matter if it was like at home or if we had to like drive back from home, which or whatever, we'd be stopping in. And like, sometimes we wouldn't even tee it up. Yeah. Sometimes we'd be like, oh, we going, we going, yeah, yeah. let's go. Other times I would rock up and the other two would probably, I don't know if they were, but we'd just rock up and we'd just be there. Yeah. It's kind and of a fucking uh, Parmigiana, sorry. Parmigiana. We were having Parmigianas every night after a game at fucking midnight or yeah. whatever time it was in the morning. And um, that was. I remember I was thinking about that the other day, thinking like, "Fuck, that was sick." You kind of figure these guys are still normal blokes just yeah. playing footy, yeah. like they're good yeah. blokes. Yeah. Like same thing when we had the cafe. Um, Jake and Tom used to come to the cafe. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got invited to their dinner once, family dinner. And mate, 
fucking I, you couldn't say a bad word about wow. Tom and Jake and like Jake is the fucking nicest human being you will ever wouldn't hurt a fly <laughs> no Jake is not nicest like you'll ever meet in fucking the world mate. family like just fucking unbelievable I know what you mean so yeah. like you're a footballer you're the fucking person it's yeah, like yeah, yeah amazing yeah. it's fucking awesome man it's awesome we've had a good chat haven't we it's been, it's been great been great. Hey, Got to get back, get you back on again. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to shit. All right. Fucking any more points, Preso? Nah. Thanks. Nah. Um, yeah. Fucking awesome. How good is that? Patty. Patty, mate. Thanks heaps for coming in, brother. We've loved it. You are long, welcome. Long overdue, bro. Yeah, long overdue. I know. I know. I know. Get you back on after you get your three p day. Three p. Hundred percent. Who do you actually think, do you guys, you obviously truly believe you're going to be in the grand final, but who do you think is the second team behind you boys at the moment? Do you think it's a Melbourne? I mean, you're probably looking at Parramatta and Penrith at the moment, wouldn't you think? Top four? Um, I think that's the top four, yeah. Yeah, I think Canberra are done now with Hodgson gone. It fucking makes me sick, that stuff, I reckon. Like, just knowing that, you know, when a player like that, you know, you lose him for a year. Yeah. yeah, hard. It makes me sick. It's hard. It's um, hard. Is it going there? They won't win now without, without him. him. I think, him. yeah. I think that'll be the top. Four. Oh, going off, you know, right now in what is this round nine, round ten? Yeah, that's definitely the top four. Top four. And then who we guys think are going to I don't give a fuck. As long as you beat him, <laughs> oh, no, just fuck. say you win the three pit, okay? Question, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> You're the three, mate. You've done it all. Canary Bulldogs come knocking it all. Maybe again we're gonna double it. We're gonna double it. When would you sign? He would. He would. He would. They would. He would. He would. His career will go backwards. Double. They're gonna give me double. Daddy, come on! Don't shake your head. Be honest. Be honest. No double. Nah. Why would he? It's the bigger pay for bag, eh? Thanks for that, brother. We love you. Thanks, heaps. You're the best, bro. All good.